This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, members of the House are now looking for a way for feds to opt out of the president's payroll tax deferral. GAO will be investigating the prevalence of racism at the VA. And in a telework-heavy year, OPM is sure to get a large amount of data on the practice. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. Congress makes another push to allow federal employees and military members to opt out of the president's payroll tax deferral. A bipartisan group of over 40 House members asked Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin to set up an opt-out option. Maryland Senator Chris Van Hollen made a similar request to Mnuchin and Office of Management and Budget Director Russ Vaught. Mnuchin told Van Hollen he'd look into whether an opt-out option might be feasible for federal employees and military members. The Government Accountability Office will look into the prevalence of systemic racism at the Veterans Affairs Department. Democratic Senators Brian Schatz and Elizabeth Warren had flagged their concerns with stories they heard from VA employees and asked for a GAO investigation. GAO will specifically review VA's culture and policies to determine the extent to which employees and veterans experience racism at the department. Meanwhile, the Office of Personnel Management is pausing diversity and inclusion training for the executive branch. More from Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco on that. OPM says all agencies must submit diversity and inclusion training for review. OPM will look it over and determine whether it complies with the president's recent executive order on diversity and inclusion. The EO bans training the administration deems as divisive. Agencies must submit all the training at once to OPM. The mandatory reviews apply to past and present diversity and inclusion training. Nicola Grisco, Federal News Network. It's time for agencies to share details on how they're using telework. The Office of Personnel Management collects data and feedback on agency telework programs every year, but this year is different. OPM added extra questions this time to gauge how agencies are expanding and using telework during the pandemic. The responses could inform new policy on telework and long-term emergencies. OPM will report the findings next year. A watchdog report takes a closer look at sexual harassment at the State Department. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman reports. Sexual harassment complaints in the State Department increased by 63 percent between 2014 and 2017. But the agency's inspector general finds that figure is probably an undercount of what's really going on. In a survey of 2,000 agency direct hires, the IG found nearly 8 percent said they'd experienced or observed sexual harassment in the workplace. But nearly half of those who experienced or observed sexual harassment didn't report what they saw to the Office of Civil Rights or Bureau of Diplomatic Security. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. The Census Bureau is telling employees that 2020 field operations will continue through the end of the month. A federal judge ordered the Bureau to send that message after it announced it would wrap up field operations by October 5th, which goes against the judge's preliminary injunction. The judge also ordered Census Bureau Director Stephen Dillingham to file a declaration with the court confirming that the Bureau is following the injunction. The first set of cybersecurity shared services should be ready by early 2021. Federal News Network's Jason Miller has the details. The Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency and the General Services Administration awarded a five-year, $13 million contract to a woman-owned small firm to build a vulnerability disclosure platform. 
Under the contract, Indina will create a centralized database that agencies can use to report, discover, and take actions against cyber threat information. CISA's Quality Service Management Officer, Cusmo, will offer the platform as a shared service so agencies can meet the September binding operational directive calling for them to use a VDP platform. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. The Future of Defense Task Force called for a Manhattan Project for Artificial Intelligence and cutting back legacy systems, among other recommendations. Defense analysts say the report's suggestions are a good path forward, but actually implementing them will be hard. Experts say there is a large disagreement about what legacy systems need to be cut. Another issue is that recommendations will be expensive, and it is looking unlikely that Congress will want to continue raising defense budgets in the near future. A new report says the Army spent $8.5 million to buy just three homes for the top leaders of the new Army Futures Command in Austin. Federal News Network's Jared Serbu has more. The disclosure of the pricey homes came late last week in the military newspaper Stars and Stripes. The most expensive was a $3.4 million, 5,700-square-foot house reserved for the commander of Army Futures Command. It includes a three-car garage, a private pool, and a wine grotto. Army officials say they selected the homes based mostly on their proximity to the command's headquarters in downtown Austin where real estate prices are high. The funds came from the Army's share of profits in its privatized housing partnership at Fort Hood. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. Congress heard reports of mice, mold, and lead paint in privatized military housing more than a year and a half ago. Now they want an update. Here's Federal News Network's Scott Massioni. A group of senators are calling on the Defense Department to share its progress on congressionally mandated improvements to housing. DOD implemented a Tenant Bill of Rights. However, it left out four of the rights Congress required. Many think those items left out were the most important liberties Congress gave to military families. The senators want updates on mold mitigation and housing, withholding incentive fees to corporate landlords for bad living conditions, and payments of relocation costs to service members. Scott Massioni, Federal News Network. And the Departments of Agriculture, Health and Human Services, and Veterans Affairs, along with the Environmental Protection Agency are among the big winners of the Gears of Government Awards for 2020. All four of these agencies earn the most recognition among all agencies for projects that support exceptional delivery around mission results, customer service, and accountability. In all, the White House recognized 58 individuals and 167 teams for a total of 225 winners of this annual contest. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com, search Federal Newscast, subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts, and stay up to date on your agency's response to the coronavirus with our coronavirus resource page. I'm Eric White. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. And take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.